We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. All right, we're live. We're, we're going live on Facebook group. Should be popping up soon. There's a little bit of a delay, but... Um, yeah, I'm just going to... I'm going to wait a second for people to join, and then we'll get into everything. How you doing? Friday afternoon? Yeah, you know, we're... we're I think this is... Uh, this is, we're, we're testing out some some uh, some software and, and trying to do some new things, I think, in the group. So I'm excited to uh, to jump on in here. But um, yeah, we want to do this stuff stuff like this more often, bring more people on to the show so that we can... You know, just have some more uh, some more one on one interactions with the with uh, with people who are, are listening to the show and then want to jump on, give some opinions. It's going to be. Um, Let's be honest. We we just want to we just want to dismiss people like Francesca does when, when they call in. <laughs> yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you said we're we're doing it. We're doing it, we're hosting this on FanCred. Part of the reason we're hosting the show on FanCred is to welcome you guys, the listeners, onto the show with us face to face. If you're not watching on the FanCred app, go download it right now in the App Store or on Google Play. And sign up and you'll see a link to our Bronx Pinstripe show at the top of the app. Once you click there and start watching, press the green fan line button on your screen. And our producer, Cam, will get you on with us during the show. It's something we've been talking about doing for, I feel like, years. We had the voicemail line for a little bit. Obviously, mailbag questions are a big part of, of the show, which I love. And uh, if you guys could come on and ask good or maybe stupid questions, whatever it might be, just bitch about the fact that the Yankees... Are losing headlines to Steve Cohen and the Mets day after day, and it seems like the only thing that the Yankees are in headlines for are not signing Lemayhu and possibly Garrett Cole using illegal substances. Yeah, just what we needed was another uh, potential scandal. Although I, I don't think this one, you know, is going to have the legs of uh, of banging on a trash can. I feel like we already knew about it, right? Like we we we, well, we knew this about came it. out in March, right? So. But here's what I think, though, because this is a something that ESPN just dropped. You know, obviously there's a little bit more uh, coming out now with 
um, the way that the clubhouse tenant, a tenant got released. And, uh, and, and now he's making a little bit of a stir as well. But here, I think that the, this one does have potential to now open some floodgates to other people talking. And now we're talking about different substances that we didn't know about before. And, it, you know, I, I remember reading an article. Uh, it was actually like an excerpt from a, uh, an, I think it was an Astros post-game report. Do you remember that? That article that I found digging one day, and it yeah. was talking about the um, it was talking about the seams and how some of these guys were just not uh, as big of a believer in like what the way that the seams made uh, an impact on the ball and that that they were juiced and all these things. I don't know. It was just like an inference to the point where I think that these substances have been just taken to a different level, and I don't think we know the type of level that they've been taken to. I think it's it's beyond what we. What most people think with pine tar and uh, so apparently this guy, this guy what was his name again, Brian Harkins. He was an, a clubhouse attendant for the Angels for a long time, and he was supposedly he made this like concoction of pine tar and and secret sauce. Who the hell, who the hell knows what else he was putting in there? He could have been pissing in a bucket for all we know. Like he was making some substance that Angels pitchers and opposing pitchers, which I find hilarious that like he's providing this to the visiting team as well. And Angels players seemed okay with it. One thing I always find funny. That's exactly it, isn't it? Like that talks to about what this yeah. is. It goes back to player safety. And the there are guys who step into the box with a bat that are fine with it too. Because on a cold so then day, what are we even talking about? If, if this is being provided to both home and away teams and anyone – we all know everyone is – Buster only tweeted – there's someone always doctoring the baseball in some some way in every game. Just don't be obvious about it. Don't be Michael Pineda about it. Because what happens is, is that if you start getting into special concoctions, special mixtures of said substances, now we're talking about different things. And it, in in the article, they were talking about uh, how these substances, you know, have been. Some of them have evolved. Some of them have gotten a little bit more. I don't know, particular and 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 they've they've lasered in on some of these concoctions to do certain things. This is where this is where I had a lot of hesitancy, not hesitancy, but I was like, we're we're gonna sign Garrett Cole. We need to at least acknowledge the fact that the Astros were cheating. And I know it was on the offensive side, but if you're an organization who has no problem with the cheating on the offensive side, how are you supposed to know how deep that runs? How do you know how deep? something like that actually runs into an organization. And we saw the spin rate. Trevor Bauer is a guy who's been chirping all the time talking about the spin rate. The spin rate miracles that have happened in Houston coming from mostly Pittsburgh, really. But with Charlie Morton, with, um, you know, even Verlander had a tick up when he came over. Like these are are real. The, the data is there. I'm just wondering what else they're doing beyond uh, just, you know, a little pine tar and rosin. What else is going into these substances now? Because that's when you start getting into more things that have, uh, you know, implications. Yeah. So before we uh, continue talking about this, one thing I want to say, if you have a comment or a question, post it in the comments on Facebook or wherever you're watching. I think most people are probably watching this from Facebook, or you can go get the FanCred app, go to FanCred.com. It'll automatically reroute you to the, to the, uh, the app store and you can actually join the show like live with us. But a couple of people are commenting. Like I, I think I saw Rose say this is this scandal is going nowhere. I hesitate to even call it a scandal. What pisses me off is that Garrett Cole was like the name in the headline, even though when you read the article, there's people multiple big name pitchers. Like you said, Verlander, I think Corey Kluber was also named. And a, like, just think about the top like 15 starting pitchers over the past 10 years. And they were probably named in this article. So it's just, why was Garrett Cole uh, put in the headline? 
because he's a Yankee and he's maybe the best pitcher in the world right now. Like that, that's the reason and why Garrett Cole. The, and he just got the biggest contract, you know, coming in, uh, coming into this year. So there's there's a lot of reasons why they put his name in there for right, sure. We're gonna we're gonna bring in Sam right now. Uh, he's the, he's our first first guest. Let's let's get him on here. See what he wants to talk about. But but yeah, so I mean, you you're worried about maybe potentially what opens up to other substances. Sam, what's going on, man? How's it going, guys? Um, I 100% agree with you on this whole substance thing. I I think that you know what you were talking about. I think it is a problem with um, you know obviously it's a league wide problem. I'm more interested to see how the league is going to handle it because you know there's been all this stink made about the Astros and there's, you know, in the past there's been a stink about steroids and, you know, now you have this. But do you put this in the same category as steroids or even like the, what the Astros were like, this is not, not, re- not remotely close, but from a, um, I think from a PR standpoint from the league and especially cause it's like all of these big name guys, like I actually don't think that there's a good move that they can make. Cause I think if you slam them, you know, everybody's like, you know, what, what the hell this is, been going on for years and i mean even some some hitters have literally said like they're okay with yeah but so so here's here's the other side of this if i could i could see them coming out and saying okay and just allow it allow pine tar allow some of these substances to a degree or or legalize one of these mixture substances so that on a on a cold day they're 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 doing you know that's not going to solve anything these players are still going to find a Say you legalize sure. a certain substance, there's still going to be some pitchers who are like, "Well, I like my substance a certain or a certain this way, so I'm going to try and do that instead." And then it's like, "Well, then what's what's legal? What's illegal?" It's so. But that's going to happen. That can happen with everything. The, the right. fact is that nothing is legal right now. You can't even technically lick your fingers on the mound. You got to walk off the mound, lick your fingers, get back up there, which is a stupid rule. So you, I mean, like they could they could go to a, a level where they're allowing something, something that's legal proved that you know would uh, appease the people that want to have it, but also make it not a scandal and make it not anything remotely stop saying the word scandal this is not a scandal it's fun to say scandal scandal we should also talk about garrett cole texting like a 13 year old girl he says hey bubba it's garrett cole i was wondering if you could help me out with a sticky situation wink face emoji we don't see you until may but have some road games in april that are in cold weather places that stuff last year seizes up when it gets cold and then I don't know what yeah, else he said. First of all, dude, dude's name is Bubba, so <laughs> they're 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 going to the uh, clubhouse, Bubba guy, and it's it doesn't sound great, but you know they got receipts. The Garrett Cole's like, you got to limit these receipts. He's got to smash his cell phone like Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, because it works. Sam, what else? Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, I guess my only besides the fact that he kind of looks like Garrett Cole. Yeah, a little, oh, bit. Well, a little bit, a little bit, grown out the hair a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold. That flow would not be approved by the Yankees. <laughs> doesn't it? Doesn't go past my shoulders though. Actually, I think sure. I'd be all right. Yeah, yeah, you just got a long neck. But um, I think the only other thing too is obviously you know the number one thing on the mind of every Yankees fan. You know what do they do with DJ? And I think now that Lindor went to the Mets, and um, you know since there hasn't really been any noise with them on any other fronts, like not really pitchers like it's pretty much the only thing has been dj so i almost wonder especially i don't think Lind- i think lindor was a long shot to begin with but i feel like now that he's off the table like the fact that there hasn't been anything almost makes me think they're only like you know 
they're focusing solely on DJ, but at the same time, if they're solely focusing on this guy and they're the most valuable sports franchise in the entire country, what, what in the world is the holdup? Like just give the guy his money. I think he's the most valuable bat that they have because of how often he just puts it in play and gets on base. But like, what are they doing? I think Cashman's playing a really dangerous game of chicken. He doesn't think another team is going to give LeMahieu a fifth year and he doesn't want to have to give out a fifth year if he doesn't have to. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's weird where the Yankees draw the line in the sand sometimes. And and then other times they'll just blow out contracts and it doesn't matter. Like it didn't matter for Garrett Cole. I understand that, but not that long ago, they're signing like Jacoby Ellsbury to seven years. So it's like, why are you drawing the line in the sand with arguably your, like you said, your most valuable player. It, it, it it baffles me. And I think the longer it goes on, the less likely he is to resign. Well, and the other the other thing that is mind boggling too is it's like I don't I don't know like what would their replacement option be like he no I mean I mean that's the thing so I think what the Lindor signing does now is it it has us absolutely looking around to see what yeah. Plan B is what is Plan B Plan B could be a reunion with Didi Gregorius that's option that's a possibility you slot back over Torres to second base. Now we're, you know, we got the band back together. Like there's a possibility for that, but you start looking around the league at what the other option is. And, uh, it, you know, it starts to look not good. It's not good. It's not a good option. You need, they need to sign DJ. Like there's, it's just become more and more clear. So not that it was ever not clear. The most valuable organization in sports and they won't give the guy a fifth year. And I think I just don't get it. And the risk that you, the risk that he actually does walk, is I mean, because then what's your next option? You have Aaron Hicks who bats two thirty at the top of your lineup. I know some people, you know, there's the he gets on base a lot, but not great. Well, I'd rather him batting leadoff than third. That okay, I, that I one hundred percent agree with too. But I mean, they just got they just got to get it done. They have to get it done. So Andrew, let's talk a little bit. Uh, Sam, thanks very much, man. Yeah, man. I think uh, I think yeah, our, our, our producer that's on here might boot you in a second here. Uh, thanks for coming on. If you do, if you guys do want to come on just a um, just a refresh in how you do it, go to the FanCred app, download it, and uh, once you open it, you should see the show. And there's a green button that says "Come on the show." So hit the, By the way, guys. This is going to be posted to the regular podcast feed as well, so you can listen back to it um, if you're missing some things or if you weren't able to, to catch it or whatever. Just just want to say that. What were you going to say, Scott? No, I, I, let's talk about the um, that deal a little bit. The the Lindor Mets yeah. deal fleecing. Fleecing. Well, yeah. It depends if you like the prospects, if you like the players. Obviously, obviously they it, look, I was I was expecting um potentially more. The difference is is that Lindor is not signed. So that's why. If they sign him, which you we fully expect them to do, but if they don't sign him uh beyond the year, then then what? But that's, uh, no, the I, reason, I, that's the reason why the, they didn't get very much for Lindor in the first place. Or no, I get that, but also Carlos play. Carrasco, who's like a very Solid. That's a, that was a pitcher. salary dump. That was a salary dump. An old-fashioned salary dump. Do you realize that the Indians only have twenty-two point nine million dollars committed in salary next year? That's kind of like an embarrassment for a team that just made the playoffs. I mean, I understand if it's like the the Marlins or some. Or no, no, the Marlins made the playoffs. Like the Royals or something, who are just completely trying to uh, rebuild and salary dump, but. The Cleveland baseball team. I think I did say the I words, which I'm not supposed to anymore. The Cleveland baseball team was in the playoffs last year and they're going to have $30 million payroll. That's messed up. 
Yeah, no, that's not good. It's it's not good there. And that and that literally is an old-fashioned salary dump. And you just don't see that in baseball very often. And I think he's got, what, two, three controllable years because he's got a third year, which is an option, Carrasco, a club option. So that's a huge deal just for getting Carrasco. You like t- take the take Lindor out of the deal if he's just there for one year. Now you have a very solid starting pitcher um, that's coming over for three years. Yep, we got Enrique coming. Uh, we know Enrique. We're both well very familiar with our guy Enrique in South Florida, the BP Crew chapter down in Miami. Um, I think I, it was about a year ago actually. I, I met up with Enrique in the city. He'll be joining us in a second. What's up, my man? What's up, Andrew? How you doing, Scott? What's Good. up, Enrique? How you doing, brother? Good man, good. Uh, good to see you guys. Good to see you again, Andrew. Good to see. Yeah, you it was about guys. a year ago. I was saying that we met up right before before all the shit hit the fan. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a timing, right? Good thing I yeah. took that trip with my family before everything yeah. went down. <laughs> man, thinking about the timing of that one, we had two hundred people coming to Tampa. The literally the two days before this whole thing stopped, had the entire bullpen club rented out in Tampa for spring training. Wild, wild times. What's, and that's my what's son, up? by the way, guys. He wanted to say what's, what's up. Going what's, on? Up, buddy? what's up, buddy? Hello. Hello. What do, what do you want to talk about, Enrique? Well, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about, um, the caller prior kind of t- stole my thunder. I wanted to talk about DJ, but I guess that's off the table now. So I guess. No, I'll- I mean, if you got another, do you have a, anything else you want to say about DJ? I mean, I think I, I have not talked to a Yankees fan that doesn't want to sign DJ LeMahieu. I don't think there is one out there that exists that doesn't want to sign. Well, I mean, I'm just going to piggyback off what he said, and then I'll move on to my next topic. My, I'm going to piggyback off what he said and, and just ask what's taking so long. Like, why didn't this get done, like, yesterday? Like, you know I'm, a, I'm an avid listener of you guys. I listen every single week to the podcast, and... I was 100% with you guys since day one. Like, why wasn't this done in season before it got to this point? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, they, I mean, that's that's a that's one of those things where expectations, I guess, are coming to play because they don't do stuff in season. We know that, right? But but you're right. It should happen immediately with a guy like him who's proven so valuable, outplayed. I mean, he outplayed the contract that he was signed for. You, you know, significantly. And when the Yankees, I remember how many fans were like, what are we going to do with this guy when, when they signed him? Like, what is Cashman doing? We got, we got these positions filled. Um, but, you know, obviously they knew something. Cashman has been, if we're looking at Cashman's career and like the things that he's done well, identifying talent in, with position players has always been one. And being able to pull it from places that other people are not looking. You know, we saw it with Didi. We saw it with Voight. We've seen it with Urshela. We've seen it like it's, he's got a very deep track record of doing this. So um, it's, it's, it's tough to see why they didn't say, okay, this is another level. This is an MVP type guy. Sign him now. Stop messing around. And- I'm at a loss. I have no clue why it hasn't happened already. There's there's no legitimate reason why you would unless not- DJ LeMahieu was unless DJ LeMahieu on the back end is saying I'm not signing uh, the the deal that you've put on. Yeah, you know, maybe they've said I will I will match, but maybe he just wants to look around. Maybe that's the case that we don't know. I don't know. Um, but other other than some other kind of circumstance, I doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, especially them saying it's the number one priority doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Rob on Facebook, just real quick, Enrique. Rob on Facebook goes, "I'm in the middle of teaching fifth grade and I'm just stopping to say hello." So we got someone teaching actively teaching fifth grade right now who's, who's watching the show. Nice, that's awesome. I mean, it's a Zoom call just like this, right? Yeah, of course, it's Zoom, Zoom <laughs> school, Zoom, Zoom podcasting. Oh, someone just wished you a happy New Year too, which I'm very happy about. Of course they did. 
by the way, right, Enrique, uh, you had another one. What's up? No, I, also, by the way, since we're getting the pleasantries out of the way, also, I didn't get a chance to tell you. Thank you. Um, I mean, um, congratulations, Andrew, on the wedding and everything. Oh, man. I get to tell you in person. So I appreciate guys. it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. That seems like ages ago at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now he's moved on. He's got a kid coming soon. So next, the, the marriage is old news. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> now your life is about to get turned upside congratulations. down. Congratulations. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just saying, getting on what you guys were saying, not only is he your best hitter, but like you guys have said on the podcast, he's a he's a player that he's worth the long contract. Like that whole fifth year thing doesn't make sense with him because he's not one of those guys that will get old and strike out a bunch like we had with Giambi, with A-Rod, with all these old timers that just swung and missed at the end of the, at the latter part of their career. DJ style will, you know, It'll last until he decides to stop playing. That style of putting the ball, the bat to the ball will not go out. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand what's the holdup. Plus his defense. Like, are you kidding me? So that's the thing with his defense, too. Like he slots over to third base, he slots over to first base. He's got the opportunity to to even move away from the more athletic positions where you need to cover more ground and and just be solid. So everything you're saying is right. Everything there's there, nothing makes sense. Do you think the analytics department is behind not signing a 32-year-old player to a five-year contract? Do you think... If, if they are, this is a, another one of those reasons how they are not identifying the human aspects of what's going on because of his style, the way that he plays baseball, the way that he does things. I don't know. I, I'm with you, but like... Uh, his play translates. It, there's, probably, there's probably some spreadsheet in the Yankees front office that says when a player is 32 years old, you don't sign him for more than... Four then years. maybe they should have brought that spreadsheet out when they signed A Rod those deal, and they should. No, have but that's so. The, the, counter, the counter to that is you don't make the same mistakes over and over again. So you got to change your ways eventually. The fact that they're changing their ways potentially for DJ LeMahieu is infuriating. But that might be the case. They might just say we don't see a market out there for him for more than four years. We don't think that's going to be. We don't think a team is going to give him five years. So we're just going to wait it, wait him out. Based on what the contracts were last year from some of these guys, based on what they uh, what we saw Strasburg get, a guy who's got a massive injury risk, like every second, every throw, you're like scared to death. The guy's gonna, uh, you know, his arm's gonna fall off. There's nothing saying that the market won't overpay. Nothing is saying that the market will overpay for the right person. If the team believes that this is the right person, they'll overpay. Why aren't they? Um, guys, if I could, uh, if I could get one more point in. The the other topic I was going to throw in, like I said, I thought we weren't going to talk about you anymore. The previous caller talked about it. Um, what's going to happen with um, my son's favorite player, Gary? Like, what's what are the Yankees going to do with him? Like, I don't understand what's this whole thing that they still believe in him. This like, when do you cut ties? When do you say, okay, enough? You know, you have let to kind of prove yourself. You know, you're great with the bat when you're on, but you're not on enough to be a valuable asset to us. Like, he, he hasn't done anything to show it. And then his defense is lackluster, so it's like, when do we move on? There, so, with Gary Sanchez, they're obviously, they the organization is behind him still. They're, they they believe that he is, and, and thanks, Enrique. Yeah, the um, connection was a little iffy, so so the producer, we just, we just they, did uh, well, but Enrique, thank you. Good, good to see you. They believe they believe that 
that he has the abilities, clearly. They, but I think more to the point, if we were in a decision year right now, and it wasn't an arbitration year, if it was a year though that the Yankees had to offer him a contract in a, in a different way that was a little bit more money, it was a little bit of a different scenario, I think they might walk away from him. But I think given the value yeah. of the way that the contract was laid out because of the arbitration and uh, because of this current situation, I think that's what made it. I still think that they 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 clearly want to make sure that he has every ability to to get it out. But um, also, I don't think they were going to sign, say, uh, McCann, right? Who the Mets yeah. signed, and I don't think they're going. They were ever going to be in on JT Realmuto. So what is what is we're talking about? Plan B's. What is Plan B for Gary Sanchez if if you don't resign him? It's to have Higgy be the full time catcher. I don't think that's a realistic plan. You cannot go into a season with Higgy as the full time catcher. And, well, and, and and guess what? Yeah, if you are, if that's your plan, you might as well have Gary Sanchez behind yeah. him or there see what, the he can do. see what the upside is. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a it was a no doubt situation. Like you you gotta bring him back for what the what the contract is and for what the upside is. So just hope that he figures it out. Like uh, trust me, I, if you listen to the show, you know I'm as frustrated watching him as anybody. Um, but I also see the upside and I understand what that is. It's just a matter of he hasn't shown it in a long time. And uh, and I, I do think it's a it's a player issue. We're going to bring Drew on in a second here. Um, but I think, yeah, just it's this is the last shot for Gary. It's you have to see one one time and for all if he if he can produce. <laughs> it, what would be really ironic is if he if Gary has like a fantastic year and then they are, have to sign him because he had such a good year and then he just goes back to his crappy ways. Drew, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Drew? What's up? So uh, one thing I want to talk about is pitching. Um, I think it's pretty common for us as Yankee fans to say, okay, we got Cole, but after that, it's kind of question mark. Yeah, um, pray for rain, pray for rain, pray yeah. for rain, and then and have Garrett Cole come back. And it worries me that Cashman, Yankees management, whatever you want to call it, is saying, oh, okay, so we got Cole, but then we have Montgomery, Herman's coming back, um, Sevy's coming back halfway through the season. We got Davey, we got... Clark Schmidt. So like, oh, we have six guys. We're good. It worries me that they're thinking that or they're thinking, okay, we lost Paxton and Tanaka, but we have Herman coming back and then Seve halfway through the season. So we're good. We're, we're good. We don't have to get pitching. So it worries it's me that acquisition. they're going to do something like that and say, we're good to go. That's the frustrating part for all of us, right? We're, we're, we're seeing that. We've seen that song and dance how many times, uh, but this is the year. Like you have these controllable guys there. Go f- Go add to the the major league rotation. In the past, we've talked about adding to the major league rotation when there really weren't spots to add because guys didn't have options to to shuffle them back and forth. We do have that option this year. Like there's the ability to do that is now. So that's yeah, if they're no, but seriously, if they're all those guys you mentioned, like yeah, that's right. They could all they yeah. they're all X factors that if they produce to maybe their ceiling, then it could be a really strong rotation. But the likelihood of all of them doing that is almost zero. Yeah, you can't count on all of those guys producing above what their expectations could be. Yeah, and I think it, you could almost argue, given that that you can't expect all of them to go to their ceiling, compared to what the rotation was last season, it's a you know it's a not the rotation's not as good as it was last year, and obviously that didn't get us to the World Series or even the ALCS. So. I think also last year was 60 games. This year is yeah. maybe going to be 162, yeah. but it's going to be at least 120 games. Yeah. So you're going to count on one one ace and a bunch of question marks yeah. to get through 100 plus regular season games and then 
four playoff rounds. Yeah. And not, it's just it's not going to happen. Yeah, and not to mention two of those guys are still essentially kind of rookies in in Schmidt and Debbie. And then you have Herman who hasn't pitched in forever, Sevi who hasn't pitched in forever, who's coming off. Um, you can't up, count on Sevi at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can count. Sevi's, on. The, like, yeah. I, Sevi's I, the the quote Cashman midseason acquisition that we're going to hear about yeah, that we're all going to vomit yeah. about. Like, so what would you do? Time, but, Drew, what would you do? Like, what are you like? Just go balls out for for Trevor Bauer? Are you trying to make a savvy trade? What do you want to do? I would probably look maybe trade first. You know, I'd love to say Trevor Bauer, but is that realistic? Probably not. And again, I think I saw something where he's still looking for you know thirty, forty a year for like six years, and it's like, all right, well. <laughs> that's not going to happen for us. So. A lot of that is chirp too. Like he yeah, makes noise yeah, so on really social. Think, yeah. We'll see what happens with his yeah, actual but, contract. Yeah. Also um, to this point about pitching Adam on Facebook kind of makes a good point. He's like the bullpen is kind of trending down as well. Yeah. Guys are getting older. They lost Tommy Canely. Not that he was going to be available anyway. They lost Holder. Not that he was like a huge piece, but he's like kind of a back of the bullpen guy that gives okay innings. You've got Chapman and Britton who are getting older. You've got Chad Green who's getting older. So if you're if you're just if your plan is like still go with four or five innings out of your bullpen every night, it's not going to last for much longer. <laughs> it's not. And this is a, just total side note. Jonathan Holder definitely feels like the new Adam Warren, where he's going to come back to the team like 19 <laughs> times. Right? I feel like we're going to be talking about him for a long time, keeping coming back. Yeah, they have to. They have to make a move in both spots. Really, I mean, when you look at what the bullpen is, um, if they unless they can get some some more out of some of the guys that they believe in, like Johnny Lasagna, like if he can become a dependable bullpen guy, maybe. But we haven't seen it yet. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of uncertainty beyond Garrett Cole. And how would now, you rank? And how we have this with the Drew? Summer. If you had to rank the starters behind Garrett Cole for next year, how would you rank them? I mean, I don't know. It, for for it, with it being next year with Sevi coming off injury and Herman not pitching for a while, it's tough. But I hold Montgomery a little bit higher than I think most people do. I'm not saying he's a number two, but I'm saying given the inexperience and coming back from not playing that the other guys have. And, you know, with, with what they're going to come back with, I hold Montgomery actually higher than most people would with what we have to play with. So I do like Montgomery. Herman, I don't know. We saw him really good in the first half of the year the last time he played, and but he kind of fell off. Sevi, I don't even know if you can talk about him right now because of his... The tone in your voice says it all. You're trying to, like, talk yourself into these guys <laughs> behind Garrett Cole. Like, it's not going to happen. One guy, I know you asked me, you know, what would I do? One guy that comes to mind, which I've been thinking about, um, is uh, Corey Kluber. I think he's yeah, it's uh, low, low risk, risk, high reward. Yeah, he's yeah. a little bit older, but I don't think we're going to have to pay him a lot of money. And I think he's a strictly business type guy that can come in. He's going to work hard. It's kind of like Garrett Cole in that sense. And I think he could be a guy to maybe sign. But but that can't be your only acquisition. Yeah. That's the problem with him. That's the problem with him. He almost has to be like an addition way after, you know, just not even in the plan. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, yeah. because he's also the guy that could get hurt in spring training. And then yeah. now if you're if you're sitting on uh, Corey Kluber as like the acquisition to come in and talk about the, the, the name. He could be the about. Troy Tulowitzki of pitching where he plays like he makes one start and then we never see him again. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, um, but I mean, Trevor Bauer, while, while not ideal with the contract, I mean, he's the best guy on the market right now. Uh, and 
And he may, I mean, it would not surprise me if he came in with like a Darrell Rivas assassin type contract where it's a one year, you know, go in, do everything. $40 million. $50 million. One year, one year, $40 million. <laughs> would you sign that if you're Brian Cashman? Because there's also talk that they just want to be under the luxury tax next year because, you know, the Yankees and their multi-billion dollar team had such a hard year financially in 2020. So they want to get under the, the luxury tax for, for 2021. So if you sign Trevor Bauer, it's impossible. You can't. Yeah, yeah. it totally screws the luxury tax numbers, those one-year contracts. So again, yeah, CJ is number one, too. So we got to – everything anything, Everything is after that. Anything else, Drew? Um, that's pretty much it. I know a lot of people have been talking okay. about DJ and stuff like that, but I wanted to talk about my frustration with the – I agree with you that the pitching is a bigger issue than signing DJ LeMahieu, and I do want to sign DJ LeMahieu, obviously, but the pitching is a bigger issue. Yeah, yeah, ultimately. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Drew. The the funny thing is, and we've we've definitely hit on this. Like the the pitching is glaringly the obvious thing too, right? But when the the ultimate goal is to win a World Series championship, looking at what actually has failed us in the playoffs over the past few years has been the style of offense, has been the offense, the strikeouts, the not getting taking advantage of the moments when we have them when we're going up against top flight number one and two pitching, and when you don't sign DJ, now you're going back to the same thing, man. It's like, okay, yes, we've bolstered the pitching. It's been great, but, but we're losing these games, not because of the pitching in the playoffs, but because of the offense not coming through. It's, it's tone deaf. Yeah. I, um, we've got, uh, Andrew coming on. This might be one of the Andrews who submitted mailbag questions last week. One of the multiple Andrews, not my alter, my alter ego personalities. But no, you said the strikeouts have bit them in the ass in the playoffs. That's 100% true, but also starting pitching. Like they they tried to do opener shenanigans in game two of their playoff series. Andrew, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I wanted to come on here. First of all, I wanted to give a big shout out to to Bubba because he has, uh, I think, all but destroyed our chances at finally getting, getting Trevor Bauer. Um, call me pessimistic. Yeah, Trevor but... Bauer is trolling the shit out yeah. of Garrett Cole on Twitter today. <laughs> I mean, hey, and you know what? He he does that. Yeah, it's true. Fair play to him. He can do whatever the hell he wants. But great point. Um, one of the things that I the, the reason why I wanted to come on here is that I feel like this this off season. You know, people are saying it's the it's so different from every other year because you know all that kind of stuff. But I think we're, we're kind of in a perpetual state of just the Yankees having this mentality of them being smaller than they actually are. Um. For FanCred, uh, shout out to FanCred. I do a lot. Yeah, have, have done in the past a lot of coverage on soccer, and uh, if you guys know anything about that, uh, one of the biggest clubs, probably the Yankees of soccer, is Manchester United. And Manchester United, about seven or eight years ago, started resting on their laurels, resting on the fact that they had the greatest team in the world, and all the guys started leaving. And then before uh, everything was said and done, a couple of years ago, they were a shell of what they used to be. Now, they still have the panache and the prestige of having the most famous stadium, the most famous uh, branding, the most famous logo. People all around the world knew who they were, maybe not for what they were, but because of the, the logo on their shirt. And the Yankees are basically becoming that. They're becoming the supreme of Major League Baseball. And 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 it call me pessimistic. I love the Yankees. I always will for the rest of my life. But I feel like, and I also love Brian Cashman. I think Brian Cashman has given us a lot of joy uh, has brought us championships and pennants and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the last caller, shout out to him. He, he said something about Corey Kluber, and I was going to come on here and say the same thing. But you guys made a great point. 
Corey Kluber, not just the Troy Tulisky, he's the AJ Burnett of 2020, potentially. And that he comes with CC Sabathia to the uh, opening press conference, the introductory press conference. And it's, oh, there's CC. We're all celebrating him. Oh, and there's 34 year old AJ Burnett. And while AJ had his moments, yeah. you don't, you don't win that 2009 world series because you got AJ Burnett. You won no. because you had everyone else. And I feel like, you know, I'm not saying Trevor Bauer is the answer, but I'm saying that you have, I feel like they have to be more creative than this because again, the Yankees are Agreed. not only they're the biggest team in baseball, they're the biggest team in professional sports. They have the resources to outspend everyone. And yeah. they have they have the the uh, smarts in the front office now with Cashman and his control of the analytics department and everything to be as smart and creative as some small market teams. And it's a great point you made about Manchester United. I don't know anything about soccer, but I'm just going to trust your, your uh, knowledge here in that if you're the Yankees, why wouldn't you use your competitive advantage of money over yeah. everybody else? You've now set yourself up to where it, you're not just spending like you were in the 2000s and early 2010s. You've set yourself up where you have good prospects and you have lower salary guys who are some of your best players on your roster. But don't then just be like, well, we're not going to spend because it's not what, quote unquote, the smart thing to do. Like, you can swallow any contract. But, but have time One of the things you're saying, too, though... Um, uh, talking about the smaller market teams and the way that they spend as well. A lot of look at Tampa. Tampa has spent in in ways that gives them the ability to develop these players as well. They're they're spending in ways that is you know they're 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 feeding themselves. As, their biggest signing ever was Charlie Morton for two years. Like that was their biggest signing ever. But they're identifying talent in a different way because they've put resources in a place where where they're able to do this in a smart way. And I think that's what the Yankees are doing as of last year, the year before that, when they bring on more of these analytics guys. They're trying right. to build that that foundation of making yeah. smarter decisions at lower at lower at the minor leagues with the. And they've done that by getting Luke Voigt and getting Gio Urshela. And getting some of these bullpen arms and stuff like that, but then, but then on last year you go out and you sign Garrett Cole. That's a big market move. That's yeah. a, only the Yankees or the Dodgers or someone like that can make that move. Why so, are you? Then, what are you saying? That are you saying? Are you just saying this because they haven't signed DJ yet? Like assuming they sign DJ, you're like okay, then they are doing that, or is it because they're not going out and yeah. booking a check for Trevor Bauer? Because that no, because I didn't think Trevor Bauer was ever realistic. It's if you if you decide if they don't sign DJ LeMahieu because they don't want to go to five years, I think it's what Andrew is saying, yeah. where it's Fine. like, well, what do you? What is the point of being the Yankees if you're not going to go to five years on DJ LeMahieu? It's true. It makes no sense. It, in, that, that, in, that, in that respect, it makes no sense. But the, Andrew, like the other side of it, by going out and making that other splash move, going and getting the Trevor Bauer, like you not only have the ability to be the Tampa Bay Rays, the Devil Rays, and, and get that, that foundation of the analytics and make sure that you're, but you can go out and take a big swing and get the other guy too. Like go, yeah. especially right now when the organization and the way that the roster is playing out, the fact that they have these controllable guys, make the move. It makes so much is, sense. Andrew, is Manchester United the team that John Henry owns? No, that is uh, actually, uh, no, that is uh, my boys right here. Liverpool Football Club. Oh, Liverpool. The, uh, I, I've been a so hold on. What's the, the deal with Sox Billy Bean? What's the, what's the deal with Billy what's Bean? The deal with Billy yeah. Bean? What's the deal with that? Uh, it, you know, it, it's, I'll, I'll be honest, it's been a little while since I looked into that, but it looks like 
uh, a lot of Americans are trying to get into that market because John Henry has done has unbelievable. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't know that because the Red Sox are basically doing what we're doing, but actively, you know, they're basically saying, "Hey, everyone, you can go get get out of here." With the luxury tax is two million. Like, just just go away, Mookie Betts. You know, you're once in a generation talent. Get out of here. The, but you know. The but he's making a lot of move. He's making a lot of money. They're doing so well in in England that guys like Billy Bean. Uh, I'm not sure which club it was, but they're they're looking to uh, to to pick pick one of those up. And I think there was uh, one other guy uh, who I think. Oh, and then of course Stan Kroenke, who owns uh, like the Rams, and I don't know if they have a he has a baseball team. He owns Arsenal. So there is a bit of that american you know american uh businessmen people going over there but uh john henry i think is the only one who uh i'm probably wrong but i think he's the only one who's with within baseball who also does that so yeah um all right man well good uh good to have you on appreciate it are you one of the answers that costs that sends in mailbags a ton not yet but you know okay. hey, watch out <laughs> now, now you got now you, now you got to send in mailbag questions and, and come on next time we do this as well appreciate it man. sounds good take care thanks andrew all right man we're running up against time i know uh we both have a couple things uh still to yep. do today for for actual work but um this was fun. This was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it was, it was great having everybody on. It was, uh, thanks for participating and everybody going over to FanCred and jumping on, um, through the app. We'll, we'll definitely be doing this again. Um, but yeah, Andrew, do you see them signing DJ LeMayhew this weekend? No, not this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I, I like as every day goes by, I, I think less and less likely that they sign DJ LeMayhew. Uh, real quick, Adam is asking if there's a chance with all of these dumps that are happening in Cleveland that uh, are. I know where. No, Bieber. No, he's he's cheap for them. They want cheap. They want cheap. They, they, they could still make the playoffs next okay, year. Ramirez. They, still have, they still have good pitching. Yeah, that's the thing with them is they have good pitching in the minor leagues. They're they they can replenish a little bit easier than a lot of other guys. So, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, and Jose Ramirez surprisingly only makes like nine million bucks, so that's a steal. Yeah, they're gonna try to they're gonna live in that mediocre zone, that 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 middle middling area of purgatory where especially you're now competing and you're not losing all the way. If you can make the playoffs by winning eighty four games because there's half the league, more than half the league makes the playoffs, then the owner is gonna gladly do that. Sad reality. Sucks. Sad reality. Uh, this was this was a lot of fun. I'm sure we'll be doing it again. More info to come there. We'll probably talk about uh, the details on, on our next regular show. We'll be posting it. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining. Thanks, everyone, for watching and, and posting in the comments and stuff like that. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys next time. See you guys. Later. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. When you need- 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.